man i hate talking to cable and it was so much worse during the pandemic i actually rewired my own house i don't know if i told you this you did you said that on the show i like went full on i was so mad about it because they said they couldn't send texts into your house uh for COVID reasons and i was like i get it but like that's kind of the whole deal that they do right it's like rewiring your house and so like yeah i had to um the only jack in our entire house that had cable was the cable jack in ben's room that we're not using because why would you need the cable jack yeah. in your infant's room right like so well, he's gonna be doing some hardcore gaming soon. well that's that's a good point that's a good point yeah can't wait for the day um, where i build him his own rig so so you climbed up on a pole no yeah, hooked i just right bro- in i just broke open the box in the back of my house and unplugged unplugged one wire plugged in another wire and then there is an absolute bird's nest of coax cables which is like the cable wire i thought you were just gonna leave it at bird's nest should have no joe only (laughs) one of us has had a bird in their house uh just running through so this is all finished ceiling above me right like my most of my basement's finished ceilings in the laundry room it's unfinished ceiling it's just a metal bar or a wooden bar sorry and running amok among those wooden uh, slats is just like a bird's nest of coax cables and katie was cleaning up the the room down there and reorganizing she goes why do we have all these cables now i was like i honestly don't know which one has cable and which one doesn't and i'm not willing to spend the time to figure out which one does <laughs> so this is just gonna be what it'll be until i until i decide that it's gonna this is the time to to do it right perfect well good luck I hope, uh, I mean, hopefully a bird doesn't move in. That's a good point. But if a bird does move in, I got the perfect home set up for him. Really, it's family friendly. Eco friendly, I should say. <laughs> dads. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Shemansky. Jared, how the heck are you? Joseph! Joseph, Joseph, Joseph. Happy Monday. Happy, here we, well, it's Monday. Well, it's Monday. Joe, if I sound stuffy, it's because I am stuffy, and I want everyone to know that. Yeah, you look like it. You look stuffy. What's that supposed to mean? (laughs) <laughs> what are you saying well here? i can tell you're under the weather because you're not wearing a patagonia shirt so there's one thing it is a flannel though so like it is a flannel that is true but you got a dcfc shirt on that's true and uh you're pretty cash you're a little cash today well so uh we were talking about this right before but uh due to some outstanding circumstances i'm both babysitting and working uh today yeah. so like i showered while ben was napping this morning and had to like rush through nice. so i could like take a quick shower and still listen to make sure to hear when he woke up and everything like that so yeah uh i'm doing a i'm doing a little bit of rush job on, on all the things so this was um i this was hey this is the first thing i see in my drawer and oh look a flannel from the clean laundry pile i'm gonna put that on too Look at that, and it matches. So good job. I wear flannels around the house the same way that you wear a cardigan. When you're like, "Ooh, I'm a little chilly. Yeah. I'm gonna throw on a cardigan." Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, I'm a little cold. I'm gonna throw on a flannel." Nope. That's where our okay. styles differ. Well, I only have one flannel. So that's why I don't. I hey, I like flannel. I would uh, I would take, I would, I would do wear some flannel if I had some more. You gotta invest in it. It's, it's, I mean, it's all around good, good wearing. I was one of those guys in college that went to the bar in a flannel every time without yeah. fail it's a great shirt it looks great good shirt. every time you wear it and like i mean any we've, we've been open about this uh we were frat guys in college one not, of us was not well, good frat. We, were... <laughs> we were both frat guys we weren't good frat guys we were but we were, we were frat good guys. Frat guys uh we were very bad at being quote-unquote frat guys but uh most of our friends like wore button-up shirts to the bar and I was like, hey, yeah. I'm way too redneck to have these Abercrombie and Fitch button-up shirts, but I do have <laughs> these six flannels that I own, and I'm going to wear yeah. those until they die. Hell yeah. So You live your life. That's what I did. Don't let anybody, don't let anybody change you. Well, I'm different now. Uh, I'm not as redneck um, now. Now I just wear the flannels to stay warm. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, how was your weekend? I mean, it was good. It was good, Joe. I'm going to start uh, this pod a way I haven't started in a long time. And actually, okay. I don't know if I've ever started this podcast this way. It okay. was a very good weekend in Detroit sports, Joe. Yeah. Like, all in all, the best sports weekend I can remember. That's good. And let me just detail what happened. Yeah, let's go. So Michigan, through it. last weekend, Michigan beat Ohio State for the first time in 10 years. And I was on, like, cloud nine. I couldn't, you couldn't bring yeah. me down after that. Like, oh, it's phenomenal. But, it, so Michigan went to the Big Ten Championship, so their conference championship right. game. And basically it was, if you win the conference championship, you're going to go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But it would have been very Michigan to to finally beat Ohio State and then walk out and play Iowa and get stomped <laughs> by a much worse Iowa team, and that would be the end of it. And I was fully expecting it, fully expecting yeah. that they'd blow it. And they walked out and beat them like fifty six to three or something like that. So yeah, was not close. So Michigan yeah. won. That was awesome. Very very cool. Then Saturday night we went to uh, the Red Wings game for our buddy Deroge's birthday. And one of us went. Well, the other one did not. That's true. You didn't go. Uh, I did not. But our friend of the pod, Kevin, went with me. So he was yeah. my date that night. Uh, so Good. we went to the, the Red Wings game and the Red Wings won in overtime, which was awesome. They just like, all right, just came out and they won. And they're on a five game winning streak right now, which is great. That hasn't happened in okay. five years that they've won five games straight. Huh. So is uh is Eiserman still the manager? Oh yeah, he's gonna be the manager till till either he dies till. or the Red Wings die. One whatever comes first. Has he been manager for two years now? Three, maybe? Two three? Th- three? Okay. I can't remember. I so I would know a lot better if COVID didn't happen, but like twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one have all just been like one long yeah. year of terribleness, right? So like I, I can't be trusted to give you actual dates. Right. No, that's all right. Uh um and then finally, we go to Sunday, Sunday happened, and the Lions won a football game. Insane! And not only did they win, it would be one thing if the Lions won a football game. That would be very cool. Like everyone would be like, yeah. "Look, the Lions won a football game. That's awesome." But what they did is they tried so hard to lose the football game, so they were up, <laughs> they were up twenty twenty three to six. Okay. Okay. Then suddenly, they were down twenty-five to twenty-three. That's a lot. That's the Lions right there. I mean, in like the fourth quarter, they went from winning by almost twenty points to losing by two. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, they were losing by four. Uh, whatever the the score ended up being, I don't remember the final score, but they were losing by four points with one minute and fifty seconds left and one timeout. And they had to yeah. go down and score a touchdown. And it, and if you've watched the before this 0-10 and 1 Lions uh, <laughs> before this game, you, like me, would be like, oh, I mean, come on. Jared Goff's going right. to throw a pick, and this this game's over. Like, there's no way they're going to go down and score a touchdown. But damn it, Joe, they marched right down the field. And then with no it. time left, they threw a touchdown and won the game. Like, in the most non-Lions way possible, they came back and won the game. Wow. So, w- what does that do for them? Where does that put Absolutely them Absolutely nothing. <laughs> so, here's the thing about, about professional football. Yeah. If you don't win, like, 10 games in a season then you're most likely not making the playoffs and you're right. definitely not making the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So every team in the NFL is aiming for like that 10-win season. If they if they get 10 wins, they feel pretty good about going to the playoffs. I mean, you might get caught in a bad, you know, in a really hard division where everybody won a lot of games and maybe that's not yeah. enough. Or like last year, there was a division and Jake from Australia, his favorite team, the Eagles, were in a division where I think a team went six and six and ten and still made the playoffs they were four games under 500 oh, wow. still made the playoffs um so it was uh they were a very bad division but every division winner gets to go to the playoffs so if you're the best of the worst teams hey 
but it goes the other way, right? So if you're the worst of the best teams, you win 10 games, but every other team wins, you know, 14 or whatever it is. Uh, So the Lions are nowhere near that 10 win season. Like not even like not even thinking about it. Uh, And our division's pretty all right. Uh, It's not like phenomenal, but it's pretty all right that you would still have to get close to that 10 win season to think about a playoff spot. Yeah. So the Lions still have the first pick in the the draft. So that's a good thing. You want that. If you're not going to make the playoffs, you at least want the best pick in the draft, right? Yeah. So they still have the best pick in the draft. And really what it does is the Lions have gone... Oh, in 16 before, right? They've yeah. gone a whole season without winning a football game. This team has been playing way better than that team ever played. Like that team was losing games by 25 points. Like they were, nobody right. was, they were not winning a game. Everybody knew that this team has beaten playoff and super bowl can, or I'm sorry, not beaten, but down to like the last 30 seconds of the game with Super Bowl contenders, play major playoff players, like people like that, like people that actually are serious football teams. They've played them all the way to the last minute and then yeah. lost in the end, right? So they everybody knew that this team was better than that, but this is the overall best result you can possibly ask for. Because one, you beat division rival in the Minnesota Vikings. Right. Two you are no longer a winless team, right? People will forget <laughs> a one in 16, one 15 and one is the, is probably the record they'll end up with unless they steal right. another win here. But for all we'll say one 15 and one is what they're going to end up with. Yeah. People will forget that team. Like, yeah. but what they won't forget is the first O and 17 season or the first right. O 16 and one season. Right. Yeah. Um, so now it just gets the monkey off your back. Look, you won a game. You don't have to worry about, like, nobody's going to remember the the one in whatever season. It's just right now you go continue doing what you're doing where you're still trying to win a game because, like, these guys are playing their hearts out. They're professionals. They still want to win. But, yeah, you don't want to give up that number one overall pick. No. And you don't want to hurt anybody else. This team has been riddled with injuries, so you don't want to hurt anybody else. So you just right. kind of put it in coast for the rest of the season, get to the, get to your first overall pick, just live it, you know, live your life because now you got that yeah. one win. That's really the only thing people have been certain. Like there is absolutely no difference between the one win lions, the two win Houston Texans, the three win jets and the three win Jaguars. Like, Okay, you got one or two more wins than we did, right? All that does for you is move you behind us in draft order. It, nobody right. cares that you got two wins or three wins or that you know some team screwed up against you and now you you know you've stolen a couple wins. Like the only time it matters is if you're you're pushing for a playoff spot. So right, well, so it good. does nothing. Good for the Lions. Get I tell, on them. I tell you what, it just feels good to win one, right? Good, a good Michigan weekend. It's just after a, good... a really shitty Michigan week. Oh my god, what a terror! And honestly, so we should talk about that a little bit. We um, should talk about it a little bit. So, if you haven't heard, um, there was a mass shooting at a high school about 45 minutes from where I live, um, a little bit longer for Joe because he lives in the middle of nowhere, but still in the metro <laughs> Detroit area. Um, and it was horrific. So, so far four people have died. Um, mm-hmm. the, it was a, not only horrific, horrific event, um, just like every school shooting is, um, but it came with some weird like circumstances too. So, um, the, it seems the parents are very, very negligible with their, with their child that they yeah. almost knew that this was going to happen, or at least had a very strong suspicion that he was going to do this and did nothing about it. Like, his dad bought him a gun and then left it unlocked in a drawer. Uh, right. And then his mom like knew he was looking up ammo and told him he has to learn to not get caught. Like very, yeah. very bad stuff. All within like one week before the shooting. This wasn't like months and months ago. This was like two weeks ago. They did this. Yeah. And then they went yeah, on the like... run. So all in all, just a, just a very, very horrific event to happen so close to home. Um, and a lot of bad things happened. Uh, every, every major sports team, every local, you know, all the college sports teams, everybody like that, um, 
did did moments of silence and honored uh all the all the people who died and all the families affected and everything like that and uh just you know we're sending out our our love and our prayers for them too so uh it was just a, a really really bad a bad week so i think i think people needed this little sports uh weekend because yeah yeah, and, and U of M wore the Oxford Block O on their jerseys, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and the Lions actually wore all the coaches and players, uh, to the players before and after the game, the coaches throughout the whole game, wore the Oxford Bobcat hats. So they all oh, wore really? Oxford Bobcat hats and, and T-shirts while coaching. Instead of Lions gear, they wore Oxford gear. Uh, and then, um, so one of the, one of the boys who died, his name was Tate Meyer. Uh, he was mm-hmm. a football player. He was getting recruited by colleges around here, uh, to go play football in college. And his number was 42 and number 42 on the lions actually changed his nameplate on the back to say Meyer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and I think he played for it the whole game. I don't actually, I don't know that for sure because I don't know if that's legal in the NFL to not have your own name on the back of your Jersey. Uh, right. But they uh he at least did it before the game uh like did warm-ups in in that jersey that said Meyer on the back so cool that's awesome yeah so it was nice to see them and actually i was watching some national coverage afterwards uh so after the lions won obviously huge deal you know in our area not only did they won this exciting way uh dan campbell the head coach of the lions came out and like dedicated the game ball to the oxford community and said like you know this was for you guys we we just if we gave you any relief in the last three hours that's all we could ask for is to give you a little bit of of, uh relief from what you've been dealing with uh and then it was very, very cool. They covered that on national news and then all had a moment of silence across like national sports networks and stuff like that yeah. for, for Oxford too. So cool. Terrible tragedy, but uh, everybody's yeah. in our, on our thoughts. So for sure. What a world, what, what a world, world we live in. Well, and then on top of yesterday, Joe, we played, played Dungeons and Dragons yesterday. Had some, had we some played, fun. Yeah. We played D and D yesterday. It was great. Had, Kevin, had some really, uh, Kevin really threw us for a loop. I handled that that battle well. I helped. Luke helped. Yeah. Will helped. We helped. Uh, Joe, I single-handedly took down a bear. Uh, no, you did not single. Joe over here helped by bestowing curse on said bear so that he couldn't move <laughs> and attack. That's fair. So you're welcome. And, then and it was all, a bear. Then I went all Thor in his ass. <laughs> we had a very good nerdy weekend so that was fun uh um, yeah so yeah it was all i tell you what it was a good weekend it was busy but it was a good weekend all in yeah. all you walk away good. you're like it was good what'd you good. do on saturday but saturday's the day i didn't spend with you yeah uh well friday night my uh my team at work we had a like team dinner outing evening Ooh. um so we went to granite city brewery uh, in Northville, it's like a chain brewery. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. we got one around um, us. Yeah, so um, my store operations team all went there uh, with our significant others, which is very cool. You know, we don't get to meet spouses or significant others very oh, often. Yeah. Um, and it was cool just to hang out, eat, drink, have fun, and you know, the dinner started at five thirty, and me and a couple of the other uh, younger folks on our team uh, closed Granite City down. No way. Uh, I mean, what's it close yeah. at 11? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so we were there um, till like I saw what you were doing there. 11. I saw what right. you were doing there. Uh, but that was still way too late. Kayla oh, and yeah. I like got home an hour later at like 1230. We were like, it's so late. We're so tired. No way. There's no way. Um, yeah. And Cora was staying the night at Kayla's parents Friday night. So, the next morning we got up and got Cora and went out to breakfast and just kind of hung around the house a little bit. Um, we did nothing for several hours, just nice. sat around, watched TV, watched movies, watched trolls. I'm sure. I think we watched because it's all Cora watches now is trolls too. <laughs> um, and then, uh, after Cora took a nap, we went to target, which I haven't been to a target in a long time. 
It's been like a long time since I've been into a Target. It's because you live in the middle of nowhere, Joe. We talk about this all yeah. the time. That's uh, yeah. I, I think we. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but Katie has given me very explicit instructions that we're not allowed to move that close to you because we cannot be that far from a Target. <laughs> because driving thirty to forty-five minutes just to go to Target is too yeah. long just to go to Target, but yeah. you still want to go to Target. So exactly, and that's where we were at. We were like, we got a thirty-minute drive. Um. So we were like, let's go to Target. Let's just go pick up a few things, get out of the house. So I got a TV mount, which I'll be mounting eventually. Oh, yeah. Upstairs uh, TV? Every What? Upstairs TV? <laughs> yeah. Which this house has many things wrong with it, but it's got one thing right. And they wired in an outlet already up that wall that high so that a TV can be mounted. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, it's a smart TV, so... There doesn't have to be any other wires attached to it. Yeah, you just got to plug it in. Yeah. Especially you guys don't use cable at all, right? No. And I'll just move my PlayStation down here and that's it. So How how are you going to watch movies, Joe? On my TV. You have like that giant TV or DVD stand next to your TV. Uh, I I do, but my TV is a Roku TV. So it's got Roku. Yeah. So I got all that stuff, but just, uh, the answer was you're just gonna throw out all your DVDs that you've been holding on. No, to. that's not happening. That's not happening. There's some good ones in there. Uh, I believe like, you. Like, trust me. The Hollow, which we talked about in October. God. Uh, <laughs> um. So we did that Saturday, and then Saturday night we came home, and I think just kind of still hung out, did not, you know, played with toys for a long time. Um, and then Sunday got up and went and played D&D. Nice. And, uh, you know, Kevin put us through the ringer. We fought some good fights. Got we some really good shawarma for lunch. Ooh. We had some delightful shawarma. I, I have uh, not gotten Bucharest since I stopped working downtown. I forgot how, just how delicious it is. It is so good. I miss Detroit food so much. Um, and, and that was it. And then yesterday I came home and again played with more toys cleaned a little bit, put my laundry away, uh, had a fire in the fireplace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was it. Just a chill, chill weekend, but a good weekend. It was needed. I feel like a chill weekend was needed. Like, yeah. it's just been so busy. So busy. Yeah. I don't know why. The month and of November felt like it was just constantly going, constantly moving. Constantly. I feel like December is going to be the same way, though. It's the holidays, man. Busy, 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 the busy. Holidays. It really is. Um, well, hey, I got a I got a baby check in if you're Ooh, if you're interested. I do I do want to hear because we talked a little bit yesterday about how close you were, so I wanted to check in and see how it's, we're see how it is. So close. We're at thirty five weeks today. Yesterday. What's that put us um, at? Like how many weeks five, to go? Five weeks. Kay. If he goes full, um, so he's roughly five pounds now, and about like Ooh. eighteen inches long. Dang. Like. Like he's like a baby. Yeah. Like he's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's about the size of a honeydew, according to the apps. Um, I, d- I just I can't get I can't get behind it anymore. It, yeah. When we started this, I was like, oh, it'll be so cool because like we did it and we were like so excited. But knowing yeah. what an actual baby looks like yeah. after going through the process, I just can't put it back to a fruit. I just can't. Like, yeah. Basically, you it's could tell a- me like. It's a small zucchini through a very large zucchini, and that's it. That's what yeah. it is. Um, so Kayla is feeling it. She is in a lot of pain. She's starting to get Braxton Hicks, um, which is like the you know practice contractions. Yeah. Um, the ghost contractions. Yeah, and uh, you know, getting very uncomfortable. Well, I mean, she's always been uncomfortable, but more uncomfortable. Way more trouble sleeping. Um. Yeah, so so we're getting close. She had an appointment today. They started her first, like now she goes every week oh, to check right. in. Right, right, right. Um, so that's happening right now. And then Friday we are doing another ultrasound, which they wanted to schedule us when Cor or when Kayla had COVID. They wanted to do two ultrasounds. We canceled the first one. Yeah, yeah. So now we have the second one, uh, which is a. It's good. I mean, because we're gonna see like a full-grown baby yeah, via ultrasound. 
you've never like for most people don't get to see it this late right they they just yeah. uh it's not not this late it's gonna be weird it's gonna be so weird seeing this human but one one thing we want to check on is to make sure that he's flipped um yeah i got his, his head, head in the right place so that's gonna be a, a big look for us to see if that happens head down face um, up yep and uh Yes. So so it's crazy. We're we're getting down to it. And I think nuts. I think, I think, you know, probably these check-ins are gonna be a little bit more like, okay, let's talk about Braxton Hicks a little bit. Or even after, you know, probably yeah. once Grayson's born, we can get into more um kind of specific conversations again about about things, kind of reliving the newborn life, right? Like I can't wait to hear it about, again. I yeah, Katie and I talked about, about this the, the other day story. about how like Everyone always said, oh, if you think the newborn stage is the hardest because you don't have a toddler, I'm like, oh, that's not fair. Like, everybody has hard times at different places. And now, like, yeah. what I would give to be able to put Ben in his rocker and just have him sit there and just yeah. do nothing, right? Yeah. They just sit there and so, kind of look at you for, for like, a month, and you're like, this is yeah. the best month of my life. It's, uh, it's going to be wild. I think there's going to be a lot of good uh, content coming out once he's born, but... I think it gives us the opportunity to revisit a few things. Like, all right, let's have a whole episode about contractions and like go time. Like, oh, oh just yeah. About like, you know, uh, so it'll be good. We're gonna have to record a, an emergency episode if uh, if <laughs> right? it happens. So we have it on on lock, so we can just release it if it happens. I know. Can you imagine we're recording this right, a regular episode, and then all of a sudden Kayla like yells down like it's happening. No, nope. like, all right, gotta go, gotta go. That would be peak content. End of podcast. You're right. So we're getting down to it. Um, we'll see if he makes it all five weeks. I know you're pretty sure he's going to be early. Pretty sure. He might be. Cora he's was late, right? Big. No, Cora was two days early. Oh, okay. Um, he's big. Kayla is Kayla's much bigger now than she was when Cora was born. Like, I'm curious. Big. I'm curious. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, so we'll see. A couple more weeks. He's officially not a preemie, right? At this at this one uh, or next, next week? week. Yeah. Next week. That's right. After 36 my, weeks. Yeah. My little brother was five weeks early. Um, and he was okay. still he's still technically a preemie. Although yeah. that was uh nineteen or twenty years ago, right? So things right. could be all kinds of different now, but Yeah. So so that's where we're at. Crazy, the man. End. Crazy. Yeah. How are you feeling? I one question I'm I'm curious about is the lead up last time or like for the first kid for me I felt like it a little bit came out of nowhere, right? Like you don't yeah. you don't have that that moment in your head that you're walking towards you're just like then one day there'll be a baby and you don't really understand what that means. Now that you know yeah. like the whole process and what it means and what it all like is happening, is that date in your head that much bigger? Um, a little bit. It's still, and I actually talked to Kayla yesterday about this. We were sitting in his room, like I was just sitting in the rocking chair in his room, um, just kind of like taking it all in. Oh like, yeah. Like, like holy shit, this is this is gonna happen soon. Um, and Kayla was in there, and I was like, it just doesn't feel real. And she pointed at her belly, and she's like, like it's real. <laughs> the belly feels real. Right, and I was like, no, I was like, I get it, like, I, it's happening, and I understand it, but it's just like, after everything we've been through, like, the trouble it took to get Cora, the two miscarriages, mm -hmm. like, the fact that we're just five weeks away from him being here is like, it's unreal, but like, his room's done, like, my to-go bag is packed, Kayla's to-go bag is packed, like, Every like everything's ready for him to be here, and it's just like I made plans with my mom tonight. I was like, "All right, you know, anytime between now and five weeks, I could be giving you a call. Like, just be ready." Yep. Um, so it's just yeah. I mean, it's weird. It's a weird situation where it's like with Cora again, and probably with you know Ben. It's like you have that date, right? And. But it's arbitrary. You're waiting for it to happen. It's like it's a random date that somebody told you, hey, for us, August 29th, you're going to have a baby in your arms. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. You're like, you don't know what that means. But now, after going through it, like, 
I would imagine now that date is 18 times bigger because you know exactly what comes on the other side of that, right? You know those feelings, you know that experience, you know that, you know, that wave of emotion that's going to hit you. Like, I just imagine that makes that moment that much bigger. Yeah, and it's just going to be, I mean, it's going to be crazy when it's the day, but it's also like, okay, like, we have, like, we have Cora, like, or we got to take care, like, until that day happens, like, we still have, like, huge responsibility with Cora, right? Like, you got to take care of Cora, you got to oh, yeah. take care of the house, and then, like, you know, the day's going to happen eventually. But I think, I think what's going to be different is uh, the labor part of it. Yeah. Kayla woke up at 2 a.m. Um, Tuesday morning and was like, it's time. And then we ended up, like, waiting all day, and we didn't go in until Tuesday day evening at 4 p.m into the actual hospital right so i i think with grayson you know it'll either go quicker or you know we'll at least have the signs right like okay we know that like it's not so much of like oh my god it's here like everybody like get ready to be like okay this is the day we know what we need to look for like we can actually like kind of take a breath a little bit and we understand this process a little bit more one thing I want to talk to Kayla about before that happens is the difference in hospital things that like Kayla wants to see from yeah. the hospital staff, from what you guys are bringing to the hospital, what you're doing at the hospital. Right. I think like just off top of my dome, a couple of things on our checklist, like Katie got her water broke last time when we were there. Yeah. And we're pretty sure that's what like led to all the confusion like they broke her water and then gave her meds to slow it down and then ben's heart rate dropped all those things like right. happen right in the, like i don't think we'll do that again i think we'll just let it happen naturally try and like that's the first thing off the top of my head uh we didn't have any music playing during it and we did and we wanted to before i think this time the like worst case scenario i'll put like one of my airpods in katie's ears and i'll have an airpod so like we can at least share music and ha- share that part of the experience uh, so yeah. I'm curious to hear what, like, if you have any off the top of your head, but I, maybe we should bring Kayla in for a whole episode and have you two both talk about, like, what you'd yeah. love to do differently this time around. Yeah, I think that'd be great. And maybe we sh- we should do it in the next couple of weeks here, because, yeah. like I said, we never know when. I think it'd be awesome to have her on and, and do that. Because there's things that she wants to do way different. Um, The way she wants to give birth, she wants to do it differently. Like, you know, she would rather be on fours than on her back. Um, and, The whole time? Uh, doing it all the way yeah. through? Yeah. Yeah, so there's there's a lot different. So I think that'd be good. So we'll put a pin in that. Yeah, and we'll do it I in like a couple that. weeks. Look at that. Yeah, brainstorming on the podcast. Boom. Look at us. Yo- <laughs> Look at us. Content masters. That's what they That's call right. us. <laughs> <laughs> they sure do. Uh, all right, Jared. You want to get into it? Let's do it. Well, Joe, since you are having a kid, yeah. I saw a TikTok the other day, and like most of my ideas come from TikTok. Yeah. I saw it, and I, I was it. like, huh, that'd be a good thing to talk about, because as we know, and we've actually, we read the news report about it a couple of months ago, that people really aren't having kids anymore. Yeah. It's definitely slowing down. It's slowing down by a lot, and uh, I w- the TikTok basically was like, you know, pets are the new kids. And plants are the new pets. Right. Uh, so I really was thinking about it, and I was like, man, this, this is a good thing to talk about. Like, I want to stay away from the obvious part of, hey, the difference between pets and kids, because they're right. very different. But I do want to talk about, like, pets being watered down kids. Yeah. Because I think that's a really important thing to think about, especially if you're thinking about getting into it. If you're thinking about getting into this line of work, uh, (laughs) if you're thinking about like starting a family or maybe one day you want to have a family or, or whatever that is, I think there's things that pets do for you that actually set you up pretty okay. Like at, at learning that kind of responsibility. Uh, and, and I think we should talk about it. So yeah, first, that's good. Why don't you why don't you detail out for us uh how many pets you've had before Cora your pet, yeah. your pets now and uh yeah. and uh just lay it all out for us what's your pet history Joe Uh I've had pets my whole life so growing up I had two dogs um 
I had a German Shepherd yellow lab mix named Max that was here before I was born. Um, and then we had a miniature dachshund growing up Ooh. named Jake. Um, so I had Jake up until I was, well, Max died when I was probably seven or eight. And Jake died when I was, I think, 10 or 11. Okay. Um, so when we had Jake, I also had cats. And so anyway, but throughout my life, um, I had animals. And then when I was 14, um, my girlfriend at the time, uh, her mom and my mom went to the local humane society and found Rufus the dog who was the best damn dog in the whole life. I love Rufus. Love that dog. He, he was absolutely the most amazing dog I will ever have. And I mean, I have a dog now and she sucks. Like, uh, Mia, Mia's great. <laughs> I don't know what you're um, talking about. That's Kevin's girlfriend you're talking about there. That's right. Uh, I had Rufus when I was 14. And Rufus was with us until I was 20. Let's see, I got married when I was 24. Rufus was with us until I was like 25 or 26. Mm -hmm. So I had him for like almost half of my life. And, um, and after we had Rufus for a couple of years, we got Mia. So Rufus and Mia were like best buds. Like they, you know, Mia was a very alpha female and Rufus was a very timid male. Yes. And Mia and, is still like, bossy to this day. Yeah. Yes. So Rufus was afraid of everything, but Mia was, is very like angry. Uh, she's an angry old lady now. So I have Mia now and she's <laughs> like 12 or 13 years old. Um, but I've had geckos uh, for, I think I had them for four years and then I had some fish. Um, but Mia's kind of now our, our Mia is our only pet now. Is Mia the miniature dachshund? Who's a twelve-year-old angry, angry girl? Yeah, still the best yeah. though. Yeah, she's all right. She stinks. She's a smelly dog. Yeah, she's angry. She hates other dogs. Tell she's you. just not happy. Hey, at least you've <laughs> at least you had Mia during the best times. All I've gotten yes. is all I've gotten with this new dog is the worst of times. So. <laughs> yeah so what about you what, what what's your pet history so i i'm gonna admit something here on the podcast that uh, i think people have assumed about, about me but i haven't said out loud i'm a cat man <laughs> i'm a man who prefers cats uh i like dogs i love dogs i like first off i love all pets um except yeah. for reptiles and arachnids um Okay. And if you think that a spider is a pet, we have to have a conversation because they're absolutely not. Right. But besides that, moving on from that fact, uh, so my whole life growing up, I had my dad had three cats and my mom had one cat. So that was basically what I had growing up were just cats. Uh, yeah. And then I went to college and my parents said, oh, my little brother's lonely. We're going to get him a dog. So they got him a puppy. Yeah. So they, my parents replaced me with a puppy. So that was fun. Um, so I did get, uh, I also went to school not very far from home. So I was able to be there for the puppy phase of that, but not very often. Um, and I didn't get, I would say my first dog until Katie and I moved to Kansas city. Yeah. And we, uh, well, I don't know if I've told this story on, on the podcast before, but Katie and I actually had a dog before Lou. Uh, oh really? We had two dogs before Lou and they were a, so somebody in our apartment building in Kansas city found these two white dogs, uh, in the like uh, empty lot across the street from our apartment is what it was. It was an empty lot. And they yeah. were just wandering around the empty lot in the street across the, from our apartment. And they posted on like our apartment, uh, forum page. And it was like, Hey, I found these two white labs. Does anybody want mm -hmm. them? And Katie and I, uh, it just so happened to be literally the day before my birthday that she posted this. Oh, really? So we're like, this is a sign. Like, this is, we've been looking yeah. for, we've, thought, we've talked about a dog. We've thought about getting a dog. Like, this is a sign. Let's adopt, Let's take in these two dogs that were on the street, right? Like, this is a great idea. We'll save these dogs and it'll be great. So we bring them into our apartment. They are not potty trained at all. Uh, the boy, not only was he potty trained, he was very, it was a boy and a girl. So we assume they're brother and sister. Uh, he was very dominant 
on everything like uh, he like purposely peed on things it wasn't like oh i need yeah. to go pee and i just he like peed on things like he was purposely right. dominant um and then we took them to the vet and found out that they were not white labs they were six-month-old great pyrenees puppies good god <laughs> that were already 65 pounds yeah those are those are big dogs huge dogs and we had two yeah. of them two 65 pound dogs uh so this was all over the course of a weekend. So we got him on like a Thursday, took him to the vet on Friday. It was uh Friday night, maybe. Yeah. And I, uh, was I took my car around the corner because I had to go somewhere on on Monday for work and I wasn't gonna drive my work car over the weekend. So Friday night right. I took my car to the gas station, got some gas, and literally the gas station went across the street. I was gone for ten minutes and Katie called me when I was at the gas station. She was like, Oh my god, they're fighting each other and I can't pull them apart. Uh Jeez. this was literally in like two days. This is all we had these dogs. Yeah. I think we seriously had them in our apartment for one uh, two full nights. The first night right. and then the second night where we decided like, okay, this isn't working anymore. So we come back yeah. in and Katie's like, You it was so scary. Like they're bigger than than she is, right? Try and and fighting each other very aggressively uh she's yeah. like i couldn't pull them apart i was scared i couldn't get in the middle of it like i was so scared and i was like we can't can't keep these dogs They're, yeah just can't do it so we took them to the shelter uh around us the no kill shelter and yeah we surrendered them we had to there was nothing we could do uh yeah. and then they ended up not getting put up for adoption and that means one of two things happened one somebody from the shelter took them which would have been great but probably the more likely thing is they actually had something wrong with them. We think they were like breeder dogs that got too inbred mm. and, and had something wrong with them. Like they were actually yeah. aggressive dogs or not, yeah. you know, the, uh, and they got put down, which would right. stink, but uh, that's just the way of the road sometimes. Um, yeah. But we liked that shelter so much. We, Katie followed them on Instagram. We kept up and kept up. And then finally uh, we found this decrepit, no fur, skinny <laughs> disgusting dog covered in scabs that they found on the street and Katie's like I need her I yeah like, god I was like all right we'll just go meet her like yeah hey she was a lab and we had been burned before on somebody telling us they were labs right. uh and b I was like I I have to feel something for this dog right yeah and Joe I kid you not they put us in the like the the fence in area with her and she mm -hmm. turned around and walked away she like sniffed my pants, <laughs> sniffed Katie pants, and then just turned around and walked away. And in my head, I was like, I could kind of get down with that. All right. Yeah. She's very independent. Yeah. She does not care about us at all. Right. She just wants to do her own thing. I'm like, I like that. I like that in a dog. Yeah. And, she just, uh, and Katie obviously was head over heels like, we need her. We need her. I yeah. was like, all right, let's do it. And uh, they told us online she was free. She was not free. She was full, like $250 yeah. for this disgusting old, like, dog yeah we took her to the vet they told us she was gonna die like the vet literally sat us down she goes you know this is not a long-term thing like yeah right. look at her like we knew this going in like yeah uh and they were like yeah maybe six months like maybe a year if you're lucky like okay right. yeah, yeah so we had lou for uh four and a half years yeah so dang that's yeah. great so that was good uh she was old and smelly and uh very gross at times but she was a good doggy uh so we had lou for four years and then we just recently adopted uh after lou passed back in august september time um mm. we uh no it was it was august because it was before ben's birthday um we uh we just recently adopted this dog named rocky and he's the worst <laughs> he is the worst he he was not trained like at all. Right. So his, the, he ended up in the shelter because his owner was going to hospice care and couldn't take care of him anymore. Yeah. Uh, but Detroit animal control um, does not have the resources to be a no kill shelter. They just don't No. Uh, so he is himself dying of cancer. And if somebody didn't adopt him, he was like first on the list to get put down. Um, yeah. So we, we adopted him, um, took him in and, the first like week he didn't eat he slept all the time I'm like look it's another right. old dog it's gonna be just like lou and then once he got comfortable in our house who buddy <laughs> he's he, a spry boy he's a spry boy and he's so he's 12 years old is what i tell us 11 or 12 years old he's, 
He's 12 years young. I'm telling you. I 100% 12 years young. Like, still acts like a puppy all the time. That's uh, crazy. And he was never trained. Like, knows no commands. Knows yeah. no... And just refuses to learn. Like, pure old dog can't learn new tricks kind of thing. Like, right. will not will not learn. Will not, as much as we, like, do work on it and stuff like that. He just does not care. Um, right. And he... He doesn't self-regulate at all. So, like, if he okay. gets barking, he cannot stop barking unless you yell at him. Yeah. Right? He's just barking nonstop until you tell him to stop. Yeah. Uh, so, you think Mia's the worst, but no, no, no. Right. Well, Mia Mia tries to attack other dogs. So, Mia stays by herself. He just tries to hump other dogs. Well, the, yeah. So. I mean, dogs do that. And you have Artie the cat. Yeah, he does not like Artie. I can't believe I skipped over Artie. I know you did. It's because I'm so worked up about having Rocky. I I like. She's gonna be so hurt. No, she's not. <laughs> Actually, I'm surprised she's not over here bothering me because I wasn't downstairs today to give her her normal amount of love. She's only safe in the basement. Rocky doesn't really come downstairs, right. and she doesn't really go upstairs. So she's only safe in the basement. So when I come downstairs to work, she's all over me like white on rice to get attention. Yeah. So when I was in college, I got Artie. So. Um, I uh, I guess I probably should have started with her since she was my pet before Katie and I met. But yeah, uh, a couple of guys in the fraternity house, like a girl adopted this cat, decided she didn't want it anymore. Was some reason giving it to frat guys, right? To have a frat cat, uh, yeah. And they were like, I don't, you know, normal fraternity guys, like I don't know if I want a cat. Like I don't know, it's yeah. in, it's in my apartment. I don't know if I want to keep it. Like all this stuff. I was like, I ah, just. All right, just bring her up here and and I'll keep her. Like it's a cat. It cannot be that much work. I was graduating at the end of the semester. I was moving out. Like I was like yeah. I'm not I'm not sticking around here very long. Like I'll just keep her. Uh and I've had Artie for she'll be 7 or yeah. she she just turned Yeah, that was 2015. So she just turned 6 this year. So she'll be 7 next summer. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. But Artie is the most low maintenance cat you've ever met in your life. Yeah. She does her own thing. She doesn't really care about you. She, the only thing that she does is like flip the mat over her food bowl and then you have to go down, mm-hmm. but she doesn't unbury it. She buries her food and then doesn't unbury it. So you have to go down and flip the mat back so she can eat. So she yells at you until right. she, you do that. <laughs> and Joe, that's my ideal pet. One that just yeah. gets love every now and again. And wants to be like in the same area as you. So like if you want to give right. her some pets, she's around. But like Yeah. She, and that's it. That's perfect. Okay. Well, good. So nice. Um so with your pets, you know, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but I know this uh, really devolved you, into just like describing our pets, huh? I know, right? Uh we love our pets. We um, do. We're big pet people. We're big I've been in the pet industry for eight years. So. That's a good point. Uh yeah, um, from cashier. I know all the way. Now look at me. Uh, different company. CEO but. Joe. <laughs> um, so do you feel you know? What do you think about having the pets has kind of prepped you? I use the phrase responsibility pretty loosely yeah. around pets because it's something to be said about, and I think it's the thing that people miss when they adopt pets to begin with, is you don't understand the responsibility it takes to to take care of a pet. You think like, oh, what do I really have to do? You know, I let them out every now and again. I feed them in the morning, like all this stuff. But like pets are almost just, and and sometimes their schedule is even more rigid than a child's schedule, right? Like yeah. they have medication, they have food timings, they have, you know, bathroom breaks. They get on schedules of like, if they have to, if they go to the bathroom every day at the same time, they will be going to the bathroom every day at that time, whether you're there or not. Right. Like, yeah, there's just a responsibility. You have to, like, make sure that they're well taken care of. They you can't just leave them for hours and hours and hours on end. Like uh, it's less responsibility than having a child, because obviously a child you can't leave at all for any amount of time. Right. Right. But I think it 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 is that that great warm up of like understanding and I take it as like you're responsible for their life, right? It's that right. that that first step into understanding like, hey, this person kind of lives or dies based off me, right? Right. 
So totally. What about you? Yeah. What do you think having a pet like prepares you for? I mean, I think that's a lot of it too. I would completely agree with everything you say, especially the like leaving part, right? Like you can't just like you have you can't just leave for a weekend, right? Like you have to like prep. Like there's somebody's got to watch the dog or you know take feed the cat, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and then if you're lucky enough to have a pet from a baby, so like a puppy or a kitten, then you get the amazing experience of training putting them through, you know, potty training with pets or with dogs, you know, commands. I guess cats do commands too. Um, mm. Dogs just... <laughs> I have no desire to train a cat to use commands. Right. I trained Artie not to get up on the kitchen counters and then she has conveniently forgotten that since we moved in the house. Oh, of so. course. Um, so I think that's a lot of it is, 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 you know, the training, the getting ready, the realizing, you know, the food schedules, the potty schedules, like that kind of situation. Um, you know, but a baby's a whole new ball game, but it's definitely a good, a workup. Um, here's something that we can't, we cannot overlook. If you get a puppy, it's a very good introduction to learning how to not sleep for your child. Yeah, exactly. The- because puppies, uh, I think they said they can hold their bladder for the amount of hours that they are months old, up up until no like idea. six months or something like that. Um, and I wouldn't even say that. Yeah, that's a good. I point. would say like every hour that a dog, a puppy's going to the bathroom. And maybe that was a crate thing I heard when you're crate training them, they can stay. I don't, anyway, oh, it could be. Um, but that's in the middle of the night. They're going to get up and they're going to pee. And if you don't get up with them, they're going to pee on your floor or on your bed or wherever you have them in the crate. If you're crate training them, like they're just going to pee. And then if they pee in the crate, it's not like they're not just going to lay down in their pee. Like they're going to sit there and they're going to howl until you get them into fresh bedding because that's what puppies do. So it's very, very good. Like early training on waking up on a consistent schedule every couple hours, letting them outside, putting them outside so they can go to the bathroom and not, you know, wet where they sleep, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a a whole new world with a puppy. I haven't had a puppy since Mia, which was 12 years ago. So I haven't really had to deal with that too much, but Mia was never a crate dog. No, like we tried and she just, you know, would pee and poop all over the place rufus loved his crate his crate was his safe zone every at eight o'clock every day he would just go walk in his crate it was like it's his bedtime it's so funny how and i mean another thing that prepares you for kids like every pet has a different personality you don't really know that until you have pets but every pet has a different personality and you have to learn those quirks right like some dogs are absolute crate dogs other dogs just aren't you know they're just not yeah uh and even Katie's, par- Katie's parents have two dogs and Libby will just fall asleep wherever, whenever all over the house. Right. Mo has a bedtime at seven yeah. o'clock. Mo's going back to the bedroom to go to bed, whether you're coming or not seven o'clock. Yeah. So that's just, it's just so funny that the, everybody's different. Yeah. So the last point I want to bring up the last question, I guess is, um, did you have any concerns bringing Ben home to your pets? Artie, yes. Lou, no. So, Lou, I was fairly certain. And, I mean, looking back now at how old she had gotten, I think it was just more of, like, she didn't move that much, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. Um, But Lou had never, ever, ever bothered with anybody or anything. Just never, was never bothered. Lou did her own thing, stayed in her own lane, and that's what she did. Unless you had food, she didn't care. Right. Uh, so I wasn't worried about her. Artie, on the other hand, I didn't know how she'd react. Right? Like she doesn't like she doesn't like other cats, and she doesn't like small dogs. But she had no problem when Lou came in because we were in the apartment when we brought Lou in. Like, right? No problem. She just like came right in. She's right. like, "Oh, there's this massive lump of dog here now." Okay. Um. So I didn't know how she'd react. And actually we brought him home, set him down on the floor in his, in his, uh, uh, car seat, set him down on the floor mm-hmm. in his car seat. And she hissed at him. I was like, well, <laughs> that's not a good sign, but yeah. never did anything other than that. Literally like sniffed at him and then hissed yeah. and then like was fine after that. So, okay. Um, so yeah. What about you? Were you nervous about Mia? 
Absolutely. Um, Mia is very um, food aggressive oh, yeah, uh, and yeah. territorial. So, so we can't have dogs in the house. If we have other dogs here, we lock Mia up in our bedroom and like shut the door, um, which sucks. Yeah. Um, and because of that, she can like sometimes nip or like, you know, turn her head and show her teeth if like, a little kid like starts poking and prodding at her too much. Oh yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. You know, has happened with, um, my nephew and a couple of other kids, like they would like, just like try to pet or like poke and prod at Mia and Mia, like will get overstimulated and just like snap and just like turn her and show her teeth. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so that was very concerning to us. So when we brought Cora home, we, set her down on the floor and Mia just kind of sniffed her and that was it. Like Mia didn't really yeah. care about her too much. It wasn't until Mia started moving that, or Cora started moving that Mia kind of started to like get very, um, uh, Weary. yeah, of, of Cora, uh, Mia or Cora loves Mia. Like, yeah, we'll try to get near her and like, but Mia, like, well, you'll see Mia like start to walk away from Cora. And we're like, all right, Cora, leave me alone. Like she's not having it. Um, a couple times Mia has like gone at Cora. Like one time this was all kind of crazy, but Cora, basically we have a tent and Mia was in it and we didn't know Mia was in it. And Cora like flying ran, jumped into the tent. Oh God. And, landed on mia and we heard like a snap and a growl and a bark and a cry and it was like crap and mia had like got cora just by her eye with her teeth oh, and yeah yeah so you know that happened i think twice one other time was over food um you know mia cora had dropped food they were both going towards it and mia you know tried to snap at cora so it's it's very scary sometimes yeah i mean and so Artie's the same way so i didn't i don't have rdd clawed she's you know has all four yeah. claws full of claws um and she doesn't ever use them like even on me and she actually i can probably count on one hand how many times she's actually tried to hurt me right or katie yeah. or uh anybody really even like my parents or strangers she doesn't really try to hurt somebody she's just like We'll, we'll do the cat thing where she'll swat at you until you like leave me alone. Um, yeah. But with Ben, he's just now getting to the point where he's tall enough that he can reach her cat tower. And when yeah. she's up in her cat tower, that's her safe space, right? And he right. can reach up and put his fingers up there. And she hasn't yet, but I get pretty nervous because like he doesn't understand how to pet. He grabs, right? And just right. fistfuls of hair. And when that happens, she'll just meow. And then I'm right. normally me or Katie are, is close enough that we like unlatch his hands real quick. And then she just runs away and that's the end of it. But it does make yeah. me nervous that like, if he was on his own or like maybe she was sleeping in the closet and I wasn't paying close enough attention, he found her in the closet and tried to grab her. Like that makes me nervous. And then another thing he does now, he's become obsessed with feeding the dogs. Oh, okay. So he goes to Katie's mom's house every day. Right. And they have two dogs and Libby and Mo are, big beggars that's just like their thing they'd love to beg for food yeah. um so he's learned now to eat a bite of his food and give the other bite to the dogs and eat a bite of his food and give the other bite to the dogs that's and that's cute. it's cute but it's frustrating because you're like dude i just made yeah. you this whole plate of food and you've given 80 percent of it to the dog and i know right. you're still hungry yeah and it, now now that rocky is comfortable like he loves food and wants to beg for food and Ben will like I gave him like a cracker today and he'll take one bite of the cracker and give the whole cracker to Rocky. Right. And like if you know little kids at all, they don't like, oh here, have this with a with a gently like holding onto the edge so the dog can eat. He's right. like still has it in his fist and like putting his right. whole fist in Rocky's mouth so Rocky can have the cracker. Uh, yeah and we've been pretty lucky that like rocky is not at all he's like gentle about it and if he yeah. like gets Ben with his teeth a little bit, Ben doesn't even notice, so good and it definitely is not enough to like deter ben from giving him food because he continues to do it so so far it's been okay but it's it is something like i i mean i get nervous about it because any dog at any time can snap about food it's just yeah it's it's in their nature it's who they are it's not their fault uh and the same Same. thing 
insane. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> There's a uh, side tangent. There is pot stickers from from Trader Joe's that is like a staple in my diet. Yeah. And Katie asked me one time if I would give one to the dog, and I said I don't think you realize I do not share pot stickers ever. And <laughs> she's asked me I think every time, and this was back like with Lou, like with our with like uh, who I, what I would consider like our family dog, and I was like I'm yeah. no like these are my pot stickers, and yeah. it has continued. She asked me the other day if I'd give one to Rocky, and I was like absolutely not. I do not share right. pot stickers. That's so. funny. Um, there is so. Mia is very tolerant of Cora through everything. Like, yeah, she does like put up a lot with Cora. So like right now, I hear Cora like ooing and aahing over Mia. Like she'll go, "Oh, Mia's so Mia," and I don't know what that means, but that's what she sure. says. Sure. And she'll like lay on Mia's bed with her, um, and pet her and try to feed her and stuff. So me, they're they're usually pretty good, but it's definitely like you can tell when Mia's like, "Okay, I've had enough." Yeah, when Mia's done. Um. So last thing, then we're out of here. Then we let you all go. Um, will you have more pets? Yeah, for sure. Actually, I would. Um, so Lou, I would say, tricked us into becoming our family pet, right? She was like, yeah, we adopted her as a short term thing as a, you know, we'll give her the best life until she goes kind of thing. And then she was with us for, with us for four years. She was our dog. She was our family dog. You know, all this kind of stuff. Uh, so Lou tricked us into being our family dog. Rocky is not that way. Rocky's actually, right. I mean, we take him to the vet. He is dying of cancer. They don't think he's going to make it longer than a year. Um, right. He, he is a, Hey, we're giving him the best life for as long as we can. And you know, this is a project yeah. we talked about after Lou died, we talked about, is this the time to get a puppy? Like, are we ready to right. get, to go all in, get a puppy, do the long, you know, do a full dog, family dog, uh, and go that route. But the problem was the timing of Lou's death was if we wanted to get a puppy, we wouldn't have been able to get one until like the next summer. Right. Um, and Katie didn't want to go that long without a dog. Um, just right. she's had dogs her whole life. She just didn't want to go that long without a dog. Yeah. Which is okay. Um, but I think when, for the next dog that we go get, we'll be done doing project dogs and we'll, we'll go get a puppy. Whether, whether we go to a breeder, we find, we try and find a puppy at a shelter. The hardest thing about finding puppies at shelters is they just go immediately. Like if you don't see them the minute they get posted, they're gone. Yeah. So, totally. Um, and and we really want a lab for like our long term family dog. We really want a lab. Yeah. We we've had good experiences with labs. We love their demeanor. We love their everything about them. So, I think right. for after this, after Rocky goes, um, then we'll we'll buckle down and say, okay, we're gonna get family dog. Go with a puppy. Do the puppy training, mm-hmm. and have have our family dog for a long time. Right. Cool. What about That's you awesome. guys? You gonna get another one after me? Um, Mia's on her last leg. Um, she's maybe got a year or so left. I mean, um, she's broken her back like six times in the last right. year. Yeah. So we probably will wait a little bit, I think, before getting another dog. I want to get fish. Cora really loves fish. I love fish. Do you want a cat? Um, what? A, no. I got a cat. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Uh, so we might get some fish, but probably wait a little bit on the dog. Maybe the next yeah. house. Yeah, I think ours will probably line up in a similar timeline of like next house maybe or hopefully yeah. next baby whatever uh, uh yeah, if that yeah. if we're lucky enough to get to that point. Uh I told Katie though, open invitation for cats. If you want to get another cat, go for it. Cats are the easiest thing in the world, man. I tell you what. Right. I there you just plug them in as long as they're not like mean to the other cat. Right. Easiest thing in the world. Absolutely. And the other thing is if mean cats don't provoke like a mean dog will go on the prowl and and try and like provoke mean Mm -hmm. cats if they don't like you they're just gonna go to whatever remote hiding spot they can find and just go away exactly so exactly awesome well there you have it pets pets we all have them well we don't all have them but we love them joe and i have them yeah yeah and uh but thank you all so much for for listening uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, hey, if you haven't already, go rate and subscribe us. That would be really cool of you. That'd be a cool thing you could do. Come on now. Uh, yeah, we would love that. And thanks to Planet Ant for having us on their podcast network. Go check out some of the other stuff they got going on. Oh, yeah. Good stuff.
like our buddies at Best Song Ever, Detroit Strange, all good stuff over there. All good stuff. And if you haven't yet, go follow us on social media. We're at Big Dad Energy Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find us on Facebook at Big Dad Energy. Um, Facebook's doing some really cool stuff. They're just plugging, uh, they're, they're putting out our podcast episodes every week just automatically. So if you're, uh, if you're not happy with your current method of listening to podcasts, you can just go to our Facebook page every Wednesday and, and Friday and just boom, it's right there, right in front of your face. I actually think it launches like right at midnight when the, when the episode goes live, doesn't it? 6 a.m. That's 6 when I post our episode to go up. Well, yeah. there you go. 6 a.m. Eastern time. Just go. You yeah. can go right there and wait. Wait for it. 5:55. Be waiting for it. <laughs> Count down the minutes. Yeah. So, once again, thank you guys so much for uh, for sticking with us for another week. We really appreciate it. Hopefully, you enjoyed this episode. And uh, you know what? Reach out to us. Talk to us on, yeah. uh, on our on our social media pages. We got some. Send us pictures of your pets. Yes, please. That's a really good one. Actually, we'll do a, we'll do an Instagram story. Uh, if you send us pictures of your pets and you're listening to this right now, if you send us pictures of your pets. We will post them on our Instagram story. Uh, so yeah. send them in. We, uh, we want to see them. We want to see those pictures. Yeah. We love pet pictures. Definitely. Well, for both of us, I'm Jared Schmansky. I'm Joe Lopez. And remember, click your song twice before you use them. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.